Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Company presents Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Astroline. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. World Series champion. This is where we talk about your champs. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. See championship city live from pluckers wing bar on shepherd sports talk 790 Astro line starts now good evening everybody and welcome to astro line presented by carbach it is my pleasure to host tonight my name is todd callis normally i get a chance to work on the tv side but tonight filling in on the radio side and happy to be joined by the catcher of your 2017 world champion Houston Astros, Brian McCann. Brian, welcome. First of all, Thank you. you've had a lot of great years in your career. You're now in 12 seasons in, which yeah. is crazy to think about. Um, you're always about team first. And whatever you do individually is kind of secondary to your right. team winning. 101 wins and a world championship. Mm-hmm. Guess that's your best year ever? Oh, there's, that's not. <laughs> Individually, because a lot of guys say, oh, oh no, yeah, the year no, I hit 24. No, 20, no, yeah. no, no, no. That, get, getting to experience winning the World Series, I don't care if I didn't get a hit all year. or <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it, it's remarkable to, to go through that with the guys for six months and then go for, the, for that month of the playoffs. is I can't describe it, but um, to win it after Game 7, it was uh, – you know, it's, it's, it's memories that I'll have for a lifetime, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of it. We're at Pluckers at 1400 Shepherd. For those of you here in attendance, you can uh, check in with Lauren Blackwell. If you have a question, shooting stars are going to go around and gather some of those questions as well. Danny Ferris helping us out on the social media side. Brian, you played and started 17 of the 18 postseason games. In the World Series, you played every inning, even the, the one time A.J. tried right. to take you out of the game, the game ended. Yep. Um, how much did you have left in the tank at the end of Game 7? I, I, I did not have another inning left in me. <laughs> I was glad it ended in 9 because it, uh, it was a grind. It was a grind, but it was so – uh, you know, you, you push through the hard times. You, you, everybody's banged up. You, you know, so I, ha- I had a couple things going on during the postseason, um, injury-wise. But you just you push through it, and but once that final out was over, I was able to uh, take a huge sigh of relief, and 
you know, the excitement was at just at all-time high. Yeah, I mean, A.J., as a catcher, knows the, the grind. And you mentioned the grind. People think about the physical grind, but in a playoff situation, yeah. every pitch, the important, yeah. the mental strain. The mental side of it is times 10 of what the physical side is. Because the preparation you're doing, the, the film study you're, that you're putting in, um, you know, it, it's every pitch means something. It's not like a Tuesday game, day game. During a season, right. it, it, you can't have that uh, focus for 162 games. So it was awesome. Brian McCann, our guest tonight, the Astros World Series champion catcher, caught 94 games in the regular season, a couple of DH spots as well. Uh, when you look back, so many great highlights to think about. Have you allowed yourself uh, to watch any video, oh, whether yeah. Game Five or yeah. what have you? What have you? I've watched. I've watched every game of the postseason. Have you really? Yeah, I have. I have. I went and re- went back and relived them all and. Um, the, the, the big hit or the big moment that stands out for me in the World Series was Marvin Gonzalez's home run, uh, game two. To You know, it kind of got us going. You know, if you go down 2-0, um, that, that's a big deal. But uh, for him to come up with that huge home run to, to, to put us into extras, then obviously uh, George coming up with a big home run. and So I, for me, that, that's, that's one that sticks out. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the plays or, or one of the big hits that, kind of goes less noticed than it should. I mean, kind of fitting for Marwin, though, because all year long he came through in such big situations, and and really your team was allowed to only have a three-man bench because of Marwin Gonzalez because he could play everywhere, and he had big hit after big hit. So for him to get that hit in game two, a lot of people focus on game five because it was – even better than game two somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously what Verlander did in the postseason. But for Marwin to hit that home run, Jansen on the mound. Yeah. And, and the yeah. Dodgers' bullpen to that point had been invincible no, I mean, in the postseason. You go down 2-0 in, a world, in, any, ser- in any series, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle, especially with, got, with Clayton Kershaw. That's, you know he's going to be pitching game five. Um, so for him to get that hit, put us into extras, and then everything played out after that. Well, yeah, it was still there were so many pivotal points in the postseason. You mentioned Game Two. I I can even go as far back as the ALDS in Boston. If you guys lose Game Four in yeah. Boston, yeah. now all of a sudden you're using Keuchel and Verlander, yeah. and somebody else is going to have to start the first game of the ALCS. Yeah, Bregman's home run, and then Reddick's hit, mm-hmm. and then uh, Beltron's double gets gets unnoticed. We gave up one in the ninth uh, to win it. So there's uh, if one thing goes another way things are way different and that's what I, I realized when I went back and rewatched it one moment that didn't happen we don't win a world series and it's uh it, it really takes all 25 guys it takes a coaching staff it takes an office everyone's gotta gotta be working together or you will not win it Brian McCann our guest tonight on Astro Line presented by Carbach thanks for joining us here at Pluckers on 1400 Shepherd. uh Brian we talk about so many of the moments that could have gone one way or the other uh in the ALDS, we've talked about that, the big hits by Bregman and by Reddick and by Beltron to win game four and take you into the ALCS against the New York Yankees, uh, who upended the Indians, who were a tough out for the Astros yeah. during the regular season. Now you get to, to New York. You win the first two games. They take all three at Yankee Stadium. Yep. Game six, you've got Justin Verlander on the mound in an yep. elimination game, and that just seems to be where he thrives. Uh, I think he thrives in any situation, <laughs> but to, to put his back against the wall, we, we, we were so confident on that plane flight coming home, knowing he was on the mound. Um, we, we almost felt like we weren't going to lose game six. And then game seven, when Charlie came out, and I, he threw the first pitch to me, game seven, I was like, 
they're not they're not touching them. Charlie Morton. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I could speak about him for a long, long time <laughs> of what what he did for us this postseason. I mean, it, what he did was incredible. He is one of the more unique individuals in the clubhouse yeah. because I I feel like. A part of him knows he's really good, but there's another part of him because his stuff's never been this elite that is surprised by by how good his right. stuff is. It's kind of a unique, you know. A lot of guys with his stuff would have all this bravado, but I think yeah. he's still trying to. I think that's what makes him tick. Yeah, we got drafted the same year, so we we came into pro ball at 18 years old, 18 years old together. So I've gotten to see him from day one grow, and man, he has grown so much and. Um, he's always had the stuff, but he had to hone in his control. Mm-hmm. And, man, he's uh, he's definitely done that, and he won two Game 7s. How about that? Well, how about that? Yeah. Got the final 12 outs of Game 7 of the World Series, Charlie Morton. And right now, with the addition of Garrett Cole, you know, what a what a rotation. <laughs> I, now, one thing that I, I, I loved with the stories this offseason, obviously I knew your background. I knew Carlos Beltran's background and Josh Reddick, but – when AJ told me that the day you got traded to the Astros, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but you may have been on your way to a retirement party I for would. David Ross. Yes. And yes. AJ said you made it a point to contact him and say, I need video as early as yeah. tomorrow yeah. so I can get to work on this team. So that's what you're about. You're about yeah. learning your pitching staff. And Garrett Cole was just acquired by the team, and he said one of the things that stood out to him was you contact, ta- contacted him a couple of days ago. So. I think that's the most important thing is, is the relationship pitcher and catcher. Because I'm, I'm not a guy, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. I, I study, I, I work hard, I care. Um, so I, I, I like to have conversations, right or wrong. Just everyone, you know, spit out ideas of what what they do. And I, and I got ideas of how I can help you get better. And, you know, I think it's, uh, you have to have the, the trust of, the pitchers if they don't if they don't have your trust you know then they're they're gonna they're not gonna be all in when they pitch and so that's what i try to do are, are can you imagine a rotation as good and as deep as this current rotation can you yeah. imagine a, i'm sure there's a lot of teams of the other 29 that would take a colin McHugh or brad peacock or yeah. francis martez or, yeah. or go down the list yeah. uh, boris whitley's not far away right they take them in the rotation these are guys that may not make the starting five to start the year yeah. because of the, the current configuration. It, it's a luxury to have, I'll <laughs> tell you that. Because you, you don't win this game without pitching, and you got to have depth. I don't, I don't think there's one out of 30 teams that finished with the same five starters. So it's a different it's a different era. It's a different time. I mean, 20 years ago you saw it, but in today's game, you know, starters are getting pulled with 70 pitches. So mm-hmm. um, it's just a different time. But I, our, our starting five is uh, – is extremely deep. One of the cool things is Brian McCann joins us here at Pluckers as we do our Astro Line show presented by Carbot, getting ready for spring training, which will be here uh, before you know it. One of the cool things in the postseason was that starters moved into the bullpen yeah. and not just got the job done for an inning or two. They excelled yep. for three, four, four or more innings. And we're talking about Charlie, or Brad Peacock yep. and Lance McCullers Jr. And then yep. Charlie came out of the bullpen. That's it doesn't it seem easy yeah. for them, but it, that's not an easy transition. It's not. It's not. And if it didn't work, you could you could hear a lot of people saying, well, "I can't believe they did that." But and that and that's a testament to uh, to AJ to be able to ha- to be able to do that and to you know say, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is the formula we're going with." And for those guys to step up and and perform the way they did in in those situations um, is absolutely incredible. 
you mentioned Charlie Morton getting the final 12 outs of Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, Lance McCullers got the final yeah. 12 outs of Game 7 of the ALCS. And the last six outs, he threw 24 consecutive curveballs yeah. to get the last six outs. Yeah. Tell me the backstory. Are you flashing different things that he yeah. keeps shaking to a curveball? Yeah, I, I knew we had like a 2-0 count, I think, and I put a fastball down and he shook to, to the curveball. I was like, he he's going all curveballs. So it, it, at that point it just became I didn't have to put out a sign. I knew what he was thinking. And, um, you know, he has such good control with that, with his curveball. He can he can bury it back foot. He can pitch, throw it back door. He's just got so much confidence through that pitch, and it's, it's unhittable. So – you got a chance to go to the World Series Game 7 with, with all hands on deck. Yeah, he went with his best stuff, and, and it worked. Have you ever caught 24 straight curveballs in a row? No, I've never <laughs> seen it, nor, you know, never caught it. But I've, I haven't caught someone with, with that good a curveball either. Ryan McCann, our guest on our Astro Live, presented by Carbuck. It is time for our first break of the evening. If you're here at 1400 Shepherd enjoying the show live at Pluckers, still time to get down here. We are going to take your questions. We're going to have more with Brian McCann as we roll on from Pluckers. 1-0. And McCann drills this deep to right field. Puig is back at the wall. See you later. McCann with a home run to put the Astros up 12 to 9. McCann's first home run of the postseason. McCann, once again off of a lefty like he did five times during the regular season, left on left, doesn't matter to him. Breaks one out of here, gives the Astros a little more cushion. That turned out to be a huge home run as we welcome you back to Astro Line presented by Carbach, Todd Callis. Alongside Brian McCann, the catcher for the 2017 world champion Houston Astros. It was huge for a number of reasons. It was a fifth of five Astros home runs they would hit in that incredible game five, 13 wow. to 12 in 10 innings. And it was big because the Dodgers, despite being down three, would score three in the bottom half of the ninth. So that yeah. extra run proved to be it pretty was. pivotal. The, the hitters were so locked in. It, I mean, it, on both sides. Yeah. You could tell when I was catching, it was like, wow, these guys are locked in, and we were locked in. So you knew it was going to come down to the wire. You, there was no lead that was safe. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, to, to set the stage there in the 10th in the, in the ten, the, the the, there, yep. I mean, uh, for Bretman to come up huge with that, that huge hit. And, and you talked about going back and seeing little moments during the postseason. And yeah. it seemed to me that one of the things that I noticed is, and we always talk, you hear, you hear little leaguers who are always trying to, you know, hit their way on. But walks in, and in your yeah. case, getting on base, being hit yeah. by a pitch can be huge because yeah. all those rallies, it seemed like George was either walking or yeah. you got on base ahead of uh, what ended up being the winning run with Derek Fisher pinch yeah. ran for you. I mean, they're all huge. Yeah. You get on base. We had two outs. I mean, that's another thing. We had yeah. two outs in the 10th. And he, and he hit me in, in, in the wrist, and then George, like you said, with the walk, and then Bregman uh, jumping on a first-pitch cutter down and away for the huge, huge hit. You mentioned Alex last segment. He's 23 years old. Yeah. He played like he's 33 and had been in the postseason 10 times. Kind yep. of an extraordinary. Certain guys can, can kind of calm themselves down in big moments, and for a young guy, that seems to be an extraordinary quality he has. He, he, all the qualities he has are uh, they're superstar qualities. I've been around a lot of great players through the course of my career, and I haven't come I haven't come across one player that loves baseball more than him. So when you, when you, that's where it starts. His work ethic is there, his uh, his attention to detail is there, and 
and obviously his swing and I mean everything plays at a high level. So I'm, I'm I can't wait to, to to be you know when I'm long gone retired I'm gonna be he'll be he'll be the guy that I flip on the station to watch. You know that game had so many twists and turns to go down four nothing to Kershaw, uh, to go down seven to four to Kershaw. Yeah. What was the I know you guys had big comebacks during the regular season, but this is a different animal, Clayton Kershaw. What was, what was, what was going on in the dugout that day? I mean, we're so, we have such a deep lineup that we did that all year. You know, I mean, we, we did that all year long. It just happened. We do it. We did it on the biggest stage. You know, we had uh, to get that. We have a gauntlet to get through. You get through that. You, it's hard to get through that gauntlet three or four times. And uh, Yuli came up with a huge homer mm. to put us back in it. And then... Uh, you know, Altuve just keeps. I mean, what can I say about Jose Altuve? Other than he's the best player on the planet. How about that? Yeah, he big hit after big hit after big hit. He's so humble. Ugh, almost to a fault. I'm like, dude, come on. You know, he, you're, you're you're the game's best player. I need you to. I need. Come on. You don't have to be humble all the time. When you have Altuve at second and Carlos Correa at short, and it, there are stars everywhere on the yeah. field. But when you have those two in the middle of your diamond, right. it feels like you're starting so much further ahead yeah. than the rest of the team. We are. We are. We are. You throw Springer behind him. Yep. And then, you you know, it's uh, our up the middle is about as good as you can get. So we do. We feel like when you start there and you start with our rotation, we do feel like we're, we're leg up on everybody else. So we're talking about game five. You hit the home run to make it 12-9. Dodgers come back with three, including two outs. Top half of the ninth inning down to the final pitch, and they ended up tying the game. That could have been, with all the times you came back, a big burst of the bubble. And yeah. What was it What was it, it was. like trying to get that it momentum was. back? I mean, it was – you go out for the ninth with a 12-9 lead, you know, you're, you're expecting to win that game. And, uh, you know, Puig had the, the one-handed home run, and then Chris Taylor, uh, he, he got the CNI single up the, up the middle. Mm-hmm. But uh, – it played out the way it was supposed to play out. It, it was, honestly, it, it was. It's going to go down as the best game in the World Series history. So it played out the way it should have played out, and uh, we were all part of it. One of the cool things about what the Astros accomplished in 2017, and we're glad you could join us tonight. This is Astro Line presented by Carbach as we bring you tonight's show from Pluckers at 1400 Shepherd. Is it, the team had so many different heroes throughout the course of the year, and that played out in the postseason. You mentioned Beltron and, and Reddick and Bregman all throughout the postseason. Uh, Marwin's home run in game two. Even in that game five, you mentioned how it's what a deflator to, to go give up three in the ninth. And then and we wish Joe Musgrove the best of luck with the Pirates to pitch that top of the tenth to oh, give you guys a chance to walk it off an- in the bottom half. Of that's the- another part that gets overlooked is that inning. Yeah. Huge inning. Came out. Um, I remember going out to the mound and looking in his eyes, and I was like, oh. He's he had a different look in his eyes then than he had the previous. He 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 was going out there to own the moment and he did got a hu- got three huge outs to put us to get us to the bottom of the tent. You are uh, such a great conduit for AJ Hinch to have on the field because you are you've been through the wars. Yeah. You 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 like you said you look in guys' eyes and you know what's there. Um, when you saw Charlie Morton come out in Game Seven of the World Series, he wasn't coming out of that game. What did you tell? What is nah, that what you he, told AJ? He knew. I mean, we all knew. We all knew they. They game four. If you go back and watch game four, they were so uncomfortable facing him, and uh, so uncomfortable. And I knew once once he came in the game, I knew it was over. I really did. I mean, it was uh, 
he had, what he was doing in the postseason was was just unmatched, and he had this this look in his eye that he, you know, no one else was going to get this done but but him. So he did it. How would you describe? You've played for catchers before, yeah. uh, Joe Girardi and now AJ. How would you describe your relationship with AJ? It seems it's, like it's incredible. It is incredible. He 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 does such an amazing job. I mean, he he he, um, the communication he has with the players is. Is great. He lets us know who's playing. Which, if you're not playing the next day, it gives you time to enjoy your family a little bit more and um, sleep in a little bit longer. And that's a big deal over 162 sure, games. Sure. There's there, there's there's managers out there that, that don't do that. You you don't know who's playing until you get to the yard the next day. Which how, how is that? How does that happen? If you think about it, how how does that? You, everyone should know when they're playing in advance to especially catcher, especially guys that have been playing for a long time <laughs> that has families that you. You know, I'm, I may spend a little bit more time in the morning with my kids and get to the ballpark a little bit later to rest up. and So I, it's just a big deal. Seven-time All-Star, six-time Silver Slugger. Next year on opening day, uh, Brian McCann, I don't even know if you know this, you'll move into the top ten all-time in the history of major leagues for putouts by a catcher. He's five shy right now of Mike Piazza. There you go. And the way this Astro staff strikes guys out, that, that'll be by like the fourth inning. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a long time playing that position, which is a demanding position. We do have uh, the shooting stars gathering uh, questions from you here at Pluckers, and uh, Lauren Blackwell has one for us right now. Yeah, Brian, you talked about how important your relationship is with your pitchers, and it seems like all the fans here want to know, a lot of people are asking, what are you most excited about when it comes to working with Garrett Cole? Um, whew. that's good. It, that's a great question. When I get to spring training, I get to know them. And but for me, it, it's built. It's all about building relationships. And uh, but I'm I'm excited. He's got great stuff, great mental makeup. I've heard, and uh, likes to compete. So um, I'm looking forward to just to to help him get better. Brian, you you mentioned uh, the grind of a season. 1,434 games in to yeah. your career right now. That's yeah. a lot of. That's a lot of games behind home plate yeah. not a lot of catchers catch that many games um you got you are on the dl once with a concussion and then once your knee was barking a little yeah. bit did that knee continue to bother you you mentioned uh, the postseason right yeah I, w- I was battling it mm-hmm. a little bit during the postseason but uh it, it's the same thing i went on the dl for um whatever it was but this time i wasn't i wasn't gonna go on the dl i was gonna fight through it and um and uh, you know, so playing this position, you, you're gonna ha- you're gonna be dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I feel amazing right now, so we'll see what happens. I, I you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting down to spring training. 250 bombs, eighth all time for catchers. You may have seen earlier in the week, Yadier Molina said at the end of this contract, "That's it for me." Yeah. Uh, not that we're trying to, we want you to play into your yeah. 40s if possible. Yeah. That's it's not quite as realistic. Do you does that make you appreciate even more? what happened last year than maybe if it happened in your first, second, or third year when you were free. There's no doubt about it because I, I understand how hard it is. I understand I've been to the postseason a lot of times. I had never gotten past the first round. So, you know, you go seven times in the – six times in the postseason and you don't get past the first round. Um, you feel like the World Series may never happen. So you have to be on the right team. And I was so thankful that uh, I was a part of this team. And it has not happened since before you were in the major leagues where teams gone back-to-back. It's yeah. not easy. The, no, it's not. The Yankees were the last team to do so, 98, 99, 2000. It's, it's, tell us, why do you think it's so difficult? It's, it's, a, different, if it, it's a different time in baseball, mm-hmm. you know? It's, uh, that, that extra month is so critical. Yeah. But um, the thing that we have on our side is everybody's young. Everybody's in their 
our, our best players are in their you know early 20s, mid 20s. So that's that's a big deal. So um, we got a lot of good things on our side to to go back out this year, and make it happen again. And I think the other thing, when you look at not one of the pitchers for the team last year until Verlander came over, qualified for innings, and yeah. you qualify by pitching one inning per uh, game. So 162, nobody qualified. Mike Byers had the most number of innings, but due to injury and other factors, yeah. nobody was really stretched out. Beyond see, that's that's another big thing yeah. in today's game. I mean, the fact that you, you know guys, you know maybe sometimes we had such a big lead that maybe sometimes they would have pushed through it and, and, and pitched. They we they had the luxury of taking the two three weeks to, to let a neck heal, to let a shoulder heal, um, for that stretch run, for that playoff run, and, and man, did it all play out play out the way it was supposed to we mentioned that in the last segment brian called aj hinch by the way we're talking to brian mccann astros catcher came over last year in a trade from the new york yankees and the astros couldn't have been happier uh for that you mentioned we mentioned last segment that you talked to aj and right away you were on it you were getting video you were watching video you're connecting with the guys will this spring we it seemed like you caught a lot yeah. for a veteran catcher last spring right. to kind of see live action for guys that you yeah. hadn't been with before will this spring uh, be a little easier in that you've gone through yeah, this? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think no one catching all these guys all year, I'm not going to have to, you know, I don't, I don't. I won't need to see everybody. You know what I mean? I won't need to sit there and catch like I did last last spring. But uh, I'll probably do a lot a lot more work on the backfields this year. So we'll see what I'm, I, I don't know. This is uncharted territory <laughs> for me. So I'm going to come to camp ready to go and what, however – Whatever schedule we come up with, uh, what we'll follow. It's not that far away. We're it's not. Yeah. A month, less than a month away. Less than a month. We'll be, yeah. we'll be back with more of Brian McCann. We are at 1400 Shepherd at Pluckers. You're listening to Astro Line presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Check them out at carbachbrewing.com. We'll be back with Brian McCann right after this on the Astros Radio Network. Into the upper deck, home run, Brian McCann. McCann and ball. Brian McCann, deep to right field, and I mean deep upper tank. McCann and ball on his 16th home run of the year. His upper tanker. Wow. McCann goes deep to right field, and at Fenway Park, Brian McCann gives the Astros double digits with a home run, his 17th of the year. McCann and ball. The Astros had never before scored 11 in three straight games, and for the first time ever, they scored 10 or more in four straight games. Welcome back to Astro Line, presented by Carbach. Todd Callis alongside Brian McCann, who provided all those highlights. BMAC, you became, I think, our favorite guy to call a home run yeah. for, because Blummer just, he could not wait to say, McCann That's great. I laughed the first time I heard it. I was like, that's, that's, that's genius. 18 home runs or more for 11 straight seasons, which is every full season you've played in the big leagues. Is that something that you look back on? 250 career home runs is one thing, but if you get 41 year, 10 the other year, you know, 28 and then yeah. 12. You lo- the consistency. You nah, pretty- that's been a big, big, big thing of mine. I've, I've always wanted to to be there every day for the guys. I want consistency is, uh, is a big part of, of my preparation and making sure I'm on the field uh, healthy. And you know, to do that, you got to play through injuries and you got to you got to post. You have to. And that's 
when, when my career is all said and done, I want my teammates to know that I, I posted every day for them. Well, I, I'm sure a lot of you follow the Astros pretty closely and are and, and saw the comments or heard the comments of a lot of the pitchers postseason, and uh, they couldn't say enough about what this guy meant to them and, and what they what they perceive one of the, the MVPs of the team, even though he doesn't get as much recognition as the Springers or the Altuves or the Correas or Bregmans. But uh, what a year Brian McCann and the staff had. Right now we are going to check in. Uh, with Danny Ferris. He's been checking out Twitter and Facebook. And uh, what do you have for us tonight on the social media side? Yeah, so a ton of questions rolling in on Facebook uh, in the comments. A lot of questions about Garrett Cole, who you guys yeah. touched on before. But from the current staff, <coughs> we have um, Zach Hirsch wants to know uh, who's harder to catch, Dallas or McCullers? Or uh, expanding on that question, who's the toughest to catch on the team? Who's the easiest catch on the team? Uh, you know, for me, they're, they're both. They're both uh, unique in their own way. I mean, Dallas, you got to, you know, he's going to pound the corners, so you got to be locked in to to make that borderline pitch a strike. Or uh, so you got you got to be locked in for both guys. And then McCullers has the the curveball and dirt that um, he's got a couple different curveballs that he throws that you got to be ready for at all times. And um, so blocking McCullers' curveball is pretty tough. And then getting the making sure you get those strikes, the borderline ones for DK is uh, are, are tough. So they're both unique in their own way. Um, and I, there's not an easy catcher you're gonna that you're gonna catch in today's game. Everybody throws in the mid to upper 90s with you know sink and cut. And so uh, you know for me everybody's tough. I'm, Yachty's back there sleeping, and I'm back there like a hockey goalie, like trying to trying to make sure I uh, I'm ready to go. Use the hashtag AstroLine on either Twitter or Facebook, and that'll help Danny find your questions. We are with Brian McCann as we get ready for spring training. By the way, a reminder, the Astros spring opener gets underway in just 36 days on February 23rd. My math right is, is right. That's just a little more than five weeks from five weeks from tomorrow. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches is your home for spring training baseball. Make sure to make plans to see the World Series champion Houston Astros in West Palm Beach, Florida. For all there is to see and do, visit thepalmbeaches.com. Brian, you came up a number of years with the Atlanta Braves. You started in 2005. You had guys like uh, Tim Hudson and John Smoltz on that staff. Uh, For you back then, how much of an impact did those guys make on what has now become a a 12 year and, and 13 years. I'm kind of spewing what they what they told. I'm telling the guys now what they told me back then. Um, those guys are so so smart when it comes to pitching, and um, you know Tim Hudson was a guy that like that like DK. He had to manipulate the strike zone. He had to you know start balls off the plate, run them back on, and uh, so things he used to tell me about um, arm slots and where to stand on the rubber and the things he thought. Um, are things that I, I tell guys all the time. When you were talking about getting ready for 2018 and you mentioned uh, going, spending some time on the backfield, people may not understand what that means. Des- right. Describe what, what goes on in the backfields and what how your role might be a little bit more, uh, a little different. You than can what. take your time. Yeah. Every, it's, it's, it's at your pace. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of do your drills at your own pace, and you can um, maybe go get a couple at-bats um, against the double-A pitching, triple-A pitching where – you, know, you can hit every inning if you want. So I think you can get more work done at your own pace when you're when you're doing the backfields. When we talk about unsung heroes and why this team was so special in 2017, uh, one guy we haven't chatted about yet started the year in the bullpen, moved to the rotation, moved back to the bullpen, started game four in or game three in Boston, 
Move back to the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. Brad Peacock. Wow. I, oh, wow. Er, I mean, he does. He what he yeah what he did last year was remarkable. It really was. He fought he fought to get to, for a roster spot, and then you know became one of our most valuable pitchers because you could swing him back and forth. And then what he did in the postseason to, to close out game. Now, now they're all running together, but he closed out. What game was it he closed out? He closed out game, let's see, I can't even remember. Yeah, right. He so, just, he, But but he game. came in four innings, closed it out. Yep. But he got such big outs up and down the lineup um, when I go back and watch it in the World Series and the whole postseason. He made it in the World Series. He started game three of the ALDS, but I think in the World Series it may have been uh, game three uh, that he pitched for, and it, it was, but yeah, but what makes him so? He's another yeah. guy like Charlie Morton, yep. who I don't think realizes how good his stuff is at times. I think I think he's starting to. <laughs> he's got the four seamer that rides hard, almost like Roy Oswalt yep. when he pitched, where it it stays on one plane. There's not many guys that can that around the league that have his fastball, and then he's got the two seamer off of that. He pitches up and he pitches down, and then the the slider is. Was one of the best pitches all year. He's got the curveball on top of that, and then he's got a good changeup, and he and he and he's got pinpoint accuracy. So you put all those things together, and you have a game plan going out there, and you're able to execute. You're able to pitch to the hitter's weakness, and that's what he can do. He can pitch to your weakness because he's got all those weapons. It must be fun to be. I mean, there's so many different styles, uh, and now you you added Joe Smith to the mix. Yes. And and uh, Hector Rondon, and, and we mentioned Cole already. Must be fun to see some of the, the staff that's being assembled for 2018. Yeah. The, the front office is doing an amazing job. You know, they're not sitting back, and you know, we, we have a lot of talent already, but to go out and add the guys that we did uh, puts us in a better position going forward. Brian McCann's our guest tonight. Glad you could join us on Astro Live, presented by Carbach. Uh, right now, a lot of the things you see, it's kind of been a quiet offseason. There hasn't been a whole lot. There's still a lot of free agents waiting to sign. And, and right now, the latest headlines you see is about uh, how the commissioner has sent suggestions to the Major League Baseball Players Association about pace of play. Right. And uh, I know if, if, if I'm wrong, correct me, but you, when you went on the concussion DL, it was because of a cross-up, right? Yeah. You got a, a pitch yeah. in the mask, and that caused a little uh, concussion right. symptom. I've got to think that MLBPA is not going to be real thrilled with limiting the number of visits yeah. you can make to the mound because that's that puts a catcher yeah. in some jeopardy there. If you're well, you know what it's going to do is just guys are going to have to we have to pay more attention in spring training about signs. I mean, you have to really make it make that a priority, and, and it should be already. To be honest with you, it, signs and you know not tipping pitches, mm -hmm. all those things. We're all so used to PFPs, and we're all so used to. Um, infield, outfield work, the you know the physical stuff. But you know, if you look, a lot of guys around the league tip pitches. A lot of a lot of guys around the league, um, you know, have a hard time using anything but strikes plus one or little things like that. So those are the attention to details that, um, as guys go forward in their career, that they might want to clean up. Interesting, and, and that's something that is. Probably one of the great advantages you can have, and everyone talks about how Carlos Beltran was so unique in his abilities to pick up little signs from pitchers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big part of the game. And when you talk about pace of play, and, and I always feel like uh, it's a bigger issue maybe for the media, uh, sports writer. Right, I, I right, think, right, right. And I know that the, the generation of fans skews a little bit older in baseball and trying to appeal to a younger uh, short attention span, quick twitch uh, yeah. fan. But at the same time, when people go out to the ballpark, it is 
an environment that's different than any other. Like tonight, my wife and I are going to go over to our first Rockets game, and we know what to expect. It's going to be high energy. It's yeah. going to be pulsing. It's going to be fast-paced. But that's what we expect at a Rockets game right. or an NBA game. Uh, baseball gives you an opportunity to kind of sit back, talk to the person next to you for a little while, yeah. and enjoy a night out, whether you're paying you know, extreme attention to every single pitch or not. And I, I don't know if the fans in general or the players are really as caught up in the pace of play as some others are no, in the media. We're not because we're, we're, we're focusing on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. So we're, we don't have time to think about how long a game is. I couldn't tell you if a game was two hours or four hours because you're just in the grind until it's over. Um, but at the same time, I mean, as a, as MLB go, you know, goes forward, you know, if, if they need to appeal to the younger fan to get more, um, viewers, I'm all for that because that, obviously at the end of the day, that's gonna it's a business. So then at the end of the day, got, players are gonna reap benefits for having higher ratings and, and you know so all that stuff. So I don't I don't I don't get too caught up in all that. Yeah. I just I just play and wherever it falls, it falls. Well, the, the one thing they're talking about now, and and I think you don't want like you said wherever it falls, it falls. But you don't want games to go five minutes longer every year where it gets to be right. too, too drawn out. But I think that the fact that they they stopped enforcing the guy stepping out of the box, I think that lengthened the yeah. game a little bit. But pitch clock, what, what are your thoughts on the possibility? It seems to have worked in the minor league. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to have an opinion either way until okay. I see it in action. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, if, if it gets to two seconds, can you just step off? <laughs> you know, like, right. really. You reset be, it. Yeah, I mean, it's really, you can just pick, throw over, and then start, it off, start over. There you I mean, go. I don't know if it can really. If I see two seconds and, and you're going to give me a ball, I'll just pick over first base, you know, or I don't know. I, I really don't know what to think of it until I see it in action. We have Brian McCann with us tonight on Astro Line presented by Carbach. We have one final segment coming up. Reminder, you're listening to Astros Radio right here in Houston on our flagship Sports Talk 790 KBME and 99.1 FM HD2. Longtime partners and affiliates of your 2017 World Series champions here on the Astros Radio Network. You know, you know what's special, too, on top of all this, is I got to throw to Brian McCann. And, you know, I, I threw my debut to him. We came up to get, you know, we, not in the big leagues because he was way better than me. He caught my debut in 08 here, you know, over in Anaheim. He's a stud. He's a, he's a stud. He's a warrior. The voice of Charlie Morton as we welcome you back to Astro Line, presented by Carbock. Todd Callis alongside the Astros catcher. Brian McCann and B-Man. I, pay, I paid him to say that. <laughs> I, mean, that's I got just, him on payroll. That's so typical of, of Charlie, right? He's, Not just to be uh, praising you, but to, to self-deprecate himself, saying, oh, yeah, he was much better yeah, than me. That's him. That, that's him. He's, he's the best, man. When you think about the possibility, and I don't know how AJ's going to sort it out, but you have three guys that started opening day last year. Uh, Justin Verlander started opening day for the, the uh, Tigers, and then Garrett Cole started opening day yeah. for the Pirates. Of course, Dallas started opening day for the Astros. And then you've got Lance McCullers, and you've got Charlie Morton. I don't know who the five guy is, but that's one of the best five guys there's ever been. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we're running out a power arm every night and, uh, you know, a top of rotation starter every single night. And then you, you mix that with our bullpen, with the depth that we have down there. We're, uh, we're in a really good spot going into 2018. And Lance, who made his first All-Star game last year, it, I would love to see – the, what he puts up numbers-wise, if he can stay healthy for a whole year. He, he was so dominant for, for a two-month stretch rate, you know, from, I think, May and June. He was so dominant. He was the best pitcher in baseball for those two months. 
And uh, I think he, he's a pitcher for me that's getting better and better and better once he learns, like, what his strengths are, um, how to pitch a little bit deeper into ball games. Man, he's, uh, he's such a pleasure to work with, and, and he, he's one of the – He's an ultra competitor. Sometimes you forget he's still so young. And he's yeah. got the, the, the – go ahead. No, I mean, you're right. He is. He's only 23. He's going to be 24 this year. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you forget that because he carries himself much older and much more mature. He's got the fastball. He's got the wipeout slider, I yeah. guess he calls it a curve, whatever you call it. And then it seems like the changeup has been back and forth, either in play or sometimes he doesn't have a – he gets that third pitch going? Yeah, yeah. I think – Command for him, it, 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 when he has his command, when he has two pitches, he's dominant. You've mixed the changeup in there, he's unhittable. So, uh, you know, he's got no-hit stuff every time he takes the mound. And, um, you know, we're going to be saying that a lot this year. <laughs> all five guys could probably take, you know, they all have no-hit stuff. Brian McCann joins us tonight. Uh, Brian joined the, the Houston Astros last year, helped carry them to the 2017 World Championship, and now we are getting ready for the 2018 season. I know you spend most of your time in the offseason with your family in Georgia, and you have a, a charity that you're very much involved yes. with. You and your wife, Ashley, have been involved with since uh, for a long time now, the Rally Foundation. Uh, tell the people at home and those here at Pluckers what that's all about that you're involved with. We're, we're so lucky to be part of it, but the Rally Foundation is uh, it's childhood cancer research. Uh, we raised over a million dollars this year for it, and uh, we had such an amazing event. Um, Dean Crow runs the whole the whole organization. She has been She's been amazing, and you meet these kids, and you get build relationships with them. Um, before the World Series, I'm getting videos of, you know, from from sick kids saying good luck, you know, bring home the World Series and all that stuff. It just kind of puts what we do in perspective. Yeah, Brian has a, a charity softball, celebrity softball game that occurs every off season, and, and longtime supporter of this cause. And you're right, it is a, a highly emotional and, and highly impactful uh, cause that you play for. When you go back to Atlanta, as you did last mm-hmm. season, and even even before that, it was important for you to have team dinners. It, yeah. it wasn't just Brian and two or three pitchers. It was the whole team dinner. Yeah. And to, the best teams I've ever been on, you land in a city, and uh, there's 15 there's 15 guys eating dinner. You're laughing. You're, you're having some drinks. You're, you're just, you know, you're interacting off the field. And I think that... When you do that, it's going to show up on the field. And you have to truly care about your teammates. You can't kind of put a fake on. And for the people who think that, uh, you know, chemistry means nothing, it, they're wrong. Because it's if you don't truly, you know, love the game and love your teammates, it's, it's easy to check out mm-hmm. for 162 games. Because it is such a grind. that you, you know, mentally you can just check out for a day. But... We got guys that don't do that. That's one thing about this team, and, and analytics can can be a great driver of talent in this game. And you can put together the greatest team of guys analytically, but if you don't have that clubhouse yeah. connection, it really doesn't pay off. And that's the one thing you really can't quantify. And did you sense this spring, that or last spring, I guess, spring of 2017, that something might be special? Because there's a lot of diverse yeah. personalities, no, you're right. different cultures and backgrounds. I don't think in spring, just because of the WBC, we okay. had guys that were yeah. gone the whole time. But we, we had a team dinner in uh, Seattle. The whole team went. And it was early. And it just, uh, I think it just set the tone for the whole year. I think guys were, you know, when you, the whole team showed up. So, I mean, that doesn't happen. So when, when, when guys are, are, 
are checked in and mentally checked in like that with the talent that we had, uh, you know, it was going to be hard to beat us. Astro Line presented by Carbach. Our final few minutes with Brian McCann, 2017 a World Series champion catcher. You, we talked about uh, the Ralph Foundation. That takes up some of your time. Obviously, you're a big family guy. That takes up a lot of your time. When you do get a free moment, when Brian McCann gets a, a day to himself, sometimes we'll find you on the yeah, golf course. Um, I- every day you're finding me on the golf course. If I have a day to myself, I'm golfing. That's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not even a question. Last weekend, just a couple of yeah. days ago, you were down in Orlando, the, the uh, Diamond Resorts Invitational. Yeah. Um, you ended up with a higher score than your buddy Mark DeRosa. So I guess right. if nothing else, that was important to you. Yeah, that was, that was important. But he, he's, I owe him, I owe him some money this offseason. He's been killing me. But uh, it, it, it was such, to, to play another sport and to, and to do it in that setting where it, it matters and you're playing with professionals where you mark the ball and everything's got to go in. And um, this is the best event that you could possibly be a part of. Now you shut it down, right, once the season starts? Do you yeah. get to play it all in the spring? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll play all spring, and then as soon as the baseball starts, uh, I, I, put, I put the clubs up. What do you do to recover? Uh, you're, you've gone through off-seasons in the past. So you know what your body individually What do you go through in terms of recovery, shutdown time, and when do, do things really start to rev up for you going into this spring? Uh, they revved up probably about a month ago Okay. as far as the intensity of my workouts and um, just getting ready. I mean, it, the you have to put in the work in the off-seasons to sustain um, full season behind the plate. And, you know, luckily I've been doing it for a long time, so I know what it takes. I know when to listen to my body, when to push. And, uh, you know, this year it's going to be a little bit different because of the month we lost, mm-hmm. but I'll gain it back in spring training. I'll just work out a little bit longer, a little bit harder in spring. When we talk about guys uh, that really stepped up and unsung heroes, uh, there was a point in the season last year we mentioned you were on the DL and, and Evan Gaddis was on the DL. Juan uh, Centeno... Uh, Who's no longer with the team, and yeah. Max Stassi. Yes, it's like the team didn't as no, as important right. as you guys are. Those guys stepped up, and the team didn't miss a beat. Absolutely right. And those two guys that you're talking about are guys that that have grinded, you know, to get to where they're at. So it's not an easy it's not an easy job when you when you're a catcher and you're going up and down and having to learn pitchers on the fly. And those guys, their their willingness to learn and listen and uh, on a daily basis. That's why they're both successful, and that's why they're both going to be in the big leagues, and they're, going, and they're still young, and, and they're going to be in the big leagues hopefully for a long time. Uh, Centeno, if you haven't heard, is now in the Rangers organization, and Stassi with, with <laughs> Evan Gaddis possibly being getting seeing more time as a DH, we could see some more uh, time behind the plate for Max Stassi at the big league level, and he's a guy that seems ready to go. Stassi is, is amazing, and uh, you know, like, like I just said, he, he's I think he figured out his swing, because you saw what he did last year. He, he he changed the way he hits, and he came into last year and he raked. And then, uh, so I we're expecting big things out of him this year. Gaddis, I thought, did an amazing job last year behind the plate. Um, so we just uh, we we got depth in, at that position as well. Brian, it won't be long. We'll be uh, celebrating your birthday down at West yeah. Palm Beach. Yes. Get ready for the opening of spring training. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you so much, Brian McCann, ladies and gentlemen. Astros World Series catcher joining us tonight on Astro Line presented by Carbuck. We are glad you joined us either on the radio or here at Pluckers at 1400 Shepherd. First broadcast will be coming up in a little more than a month. For everybody involved with the show, I'm Todd Callis. Have a good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.